Hey guys, welcome to For the Record episode number 109. Hope you guys are having a great week and are getting ready for a very happy Thanksgiving and a bla- and a very good Black Friday. Uh, please don't get hurt. Please just just don't go where there's crazy crowds. There's always it, it just can be a little too much sometimes. Um, but you know, I also can't judge you if you want if you want the new Xbox or you want a PS4, go for it. If you caught that that was a South Park reference, then good for you. Um, this episode, I'm just going to jump right into this, um, is brought to you by Warby Parker, uh, the wonderful uh, provider of vintage-inspired prescription glasses that start at just $95. They help you get the prescription eyewear you need without having to break your bank. Um, to get a free five-day home try-on, visit warbyparkertrial.com slash shamelesspromo. WarbyParkerTrial.com slash shameless promo. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. All right, today's episode is um, Maggie Schneider, a uh, vocalist and singer songwriter out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, she was freaking amazing. Um, I feel like I didn't do as good of a job just from my personal perspective as an interviewer. I don't know why. I just listening back to it, I just didn't get the vibe that I. I don't, I don't know if I did as good as I could have, but I um, try to talk as much about uh, the EP that she has coming out next year called Tinted Glasses, which is due out on January 12, 2018, which uh, was produced by uh, freaking Ryan Dawson of All Time Low at Track Happy Studios. Um, she has a single out for the song called 695 North Avenue, which was actually a dedication to uh, the old masquerade in Atlanta. Um, it's a, it immediately caught my attention, and I told her this in the show that it just it really reminded me of the scene that I used to be in. Like it's just it, it was just one of those songs that really brought back those memories, even without having known what it was about. It just kind of I don't know. It sparked something um, in my in my mind, and it was very pleasant. Um, so. Without further ado, here's episode number 109 of For the Record with the lovely Maggie Schneider. Enjoy. Nice to talk to you. I know. Nice to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. I'm excited we I'm excited we got this locked in. I know our schedules were a little crazy for a while, so I'm glad we were able to finally get a time and sit down to talk. Yeah, same here. Awesome. Uh, let me grab. I had a set of notes that I'm gonna pull up that everything on my computer cool. decided to close out of because that's it's one of those days. <laughs> oh, it's just well, I even had right before you called, I had um. I just record through like GarageBand, and I 
moved my hand and it hit like the microphone cable and then the entire thing just shut down so i was like oh, oh no oh great this is gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> no i totally get that um it's my last day of school for the quarter actually oh cool so yeah so i just got out of a class so I am happy to be out and to talk to you. Nice. Um, are you? I and forgive me for asking. Are you in college or high school or? Yes, I'm in college. Okay, cool. Okay, I I'm never I'm never sure unless it like explicitly says in a bio like what someone's doing. Um, at least with as far as school goes. Um, so, yeah, totally. Cool. And GarageBand just quit again. So. <laughs> oh wait, no, it didn't. Never mind. That was an old thing. Um. Yeah, so um, what are you uh, what are you majoring in? Um, I'm majoring in writing. I go to the Savannah College of Art and Design, um, which was the only school I applied to. It's a very creative place, and it's just all arts programs. Um, so I go to the Atlanta campus, and it's just so great. I love it so much. Nice, that's awesome. And that I mean that plays in well to uh, obviously with music and with right. with writing and being able to do that. I mean. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you next? I, I mean, when did, I mean, I guess to maybe kind of go back a little ways, when did you, I guess, when did you start writing? When did you start getting into the idea of writing music and kind of, um, leading that into, uh, what you're doing now and stuff with like tinted glasses and just everything you're doing musically? Like when do, do you remember, was there ever a moment where it kind of began for you or was it just kind of all, uh, natural? Honestly, it happened pretty naturally. Um, so I've always been singing, and I started singing um, and being interested in music when I was a little girl, and I would sing, like, Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield in my karaoke <laughs> nice. machine. Nice. Yeah. And so I just always was passionate about music as a kid. And so probably in middle school, I started getting into, like, rock band programs, like after-school programs. Yeah, And I started writing my own songs and um, continuing to develop that because, you know, I look up to bands like All Time Low and um, when I was younger and still now the Jonas Brothers. And so, you yeah. know, I wanted to do what they did. Um, and so I have really just continued writing more seriously the past three years or so. Yeah. And um, last winter was actually the time where I wrote the majority of the EP Tinted Glasses, um, I felt really inspired at that time, and so I had like 12 original songs finished in like two months. Nice, that's that's incredible, you, two, like, wow, that's, I, I mean, so at that point, when did, um, at that point, when did Ryan, Ryan Dawson, because I mean, you said you were an all-time low fan, so I'm, I'm very curious, um, how did, how did Ryan come into the picture as a producer? Okay, so I, it, it was crazy, and I believe that things happen for a reason. Um, so, yeah, so I was in his studio last fall because I co-wrote and uh, sang on a song of another band that he was working with Yeah. Uh, when Ryan was just kind of starting out. And so I went up there for a weekend and recorded piano and sang my song. And on the last day, and I wasn't expecting this, right, because I've looked up to them for so long. And it was just unbelievable to just even be there. And so he said, hey, you need to come up here and record your own material. And I said, really? Like, is, is this an actual offer? And he said, yeah, we'll make it happen. So 
many emails later, we got it scheduled out for this past summer, and it was just the best experience. So it happened so quickly, but man, like fate, fate is crazy. <laughs> that's really uh, that's really amazing. Why well, I, I noticed, and I got I was really curious about because I, I saw his name obviously in the production credits but he's been doing a lot of production work like he I think then the last photo I saw from the main were that was uh them all together in the studio and he's producing yeah. their next album so I'm just like I it, I didn't even like link the idea of him being a producer together with all this so I was I was really excited when I read that he was had worked on the EP with you yeah, it was crazy, and then, because he started the studio, I think, maybe a little less than two years back, but he's really kept up the momentum, and yeah, I saw that post with the main, too, and I was blown away, and he's a huge fan of the main, as well as being friends with the band themselves, Yeah. so I know that was a big deal for him. Yeah, they toured together, I remember, like, years and years ago, and, and the weird thing was that the main was, I remember the off band on that tour like they were the one that like stood out amongst like mayday parade and every avenue in those bands and it was really it's yeah. just very funny how full circle it all comes oh yeah for sure but it was the best experience <laughs> that's incredible um so did the you said the writing took two months did the how long did the actual recording itself take the recording took four days okay so like a song a day yeah um and so it was funny because uh, when I went up the first time, I track everything really, really quickly. And so he was joking. He was like, we could record your album in a day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I always, I wish that I would have recorded more slowly so that I could have more time with him. <laughs> um, but at least it was productive. But, but yeah, it took four days um, and a lot of coffee. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. <laughs> Are you um are you a like a multi instrumentalist or did you did you bring in studio musicians for like drums and stuff like that? Because I know with with solo artists sometimes like you look at someone like the Rocket Summer and they record every last note on on the damn thing, and then there's others who will record more bits and pieces of it and then bring in other musicians to kind of fill things out with like drums and guitar. I mean, what, I guess what was your kind of style? Okay, so I played uh, piano, acoustic guitar, um, and some electric guitar components in the record, um, as well as harmonies and vocals, of course. And then I brought one of my best friends, Alex Crane, and he's on one of the tracks on the EP. And so he did a lot of lead guitar work, um, and he was great with pitching ideas for new melodies and stuff like that. And then it was really, really cool because Ryan played drums on the record. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even expect it. And he said, Hey, do you mind if I play drums on your EP? And I said, do, do I mind? It's like, ah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't ask because I didn't want to impose because you know, that's obviously what he does. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was fantastic. And so watching him in the studio like play drums to my songs, and of course it only took him like five minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. He's, he's great. That's really cool. Uh, I'm I'm really happy you had that experience. I mean, they're I mean they're genuinely. I don't even I don't have to tell you that, but they're genuinely the nicest dudes. I've I met them years ago, and they've just been they've been killing it. They've been absolutely killing yeah. it. Yeah. And they deserve everything they're getting. I mean, like, 
I, I've met all of them. Obviously, I'm closest to Ryan, but they're just so humble. Yeah. And I really, it means a lot when you meet the people that you look up to and they just have so much humility. You know, it's, it's great. So oh. I'm very happy for them. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there there are people who I know have met, like, I, I get really excited when people will tell me that are just genuine fans that they want to meet uh, some of these musicians within this scene, and I'm just like, and they're very nervous, and I'm just like, you don't have anything to worry about. They're nice dudes. They're all, or right. or girls, or uh, whoever it is, like, and it's, and then they're like, oh, they were so nice. I was like, see, you didn't have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just we're we're all people and we all love to play music and that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, where did I'm always very curious about titles and where I guess where in particular album titles and EP uh, titles because it will it can sometimes relate a theme or an overall message that an album has. What is um what does tinted glasses represent um as like a meaning is it is it metaphorical for something is it just a catchy name something that you wanted to put as the title I guess where did that come into play for you Um to me it was metaphorical and so obviously I wear glasses um <laughs> and so when I was writing that song specifically I was going through kind of a difficult time and I was you know kind of sad about some things that were going on and I I'm a very positive person and so I try to use the glasses as like regarding my perspective on things and regarding like I usually have a rose colored perspective but in that song specifically and in the events that inspired that song it wasn't so rosy um, and so I wanted to kind of highlight that in a kind of visual sense um, and because it was kind of a, a real thing that happened. Um, and so when I was writing it, I could actually kind of see myself, you know, standing there, um, seeing what was happening before me with my tinted glasses on. So kind of literal and metaphorical. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what the next thing it was going to go. Oh, the next one I was going to ask you about was, uh, 695 North Avenue, which was the first song that I heard and that I was introduced to. I think what I loved about that track, this is, I mean, I'm from California, but I, I've in a weird, so weirdly enough, I have been to, I was at, I went to the old masquerade when I was a teenager. Yeah. I went, um, my grandparents are from Atlanta and my dad and I would take a trip out to see family on the East Coast every summer um, up until that one was a one-off trip, but usually we would go up to Pittsburgh because my uh, we went every year until my great-grandmother passed away at like I think she was 96, 97, but we would wow. go we would go every year and so my dad's family lives in Atlanta and he said this is when I was in high school. he said, if there's any shows you want to go to, let's find something. So I was like, cool. And I went and saw, I don't know if, I, I feel like you might know who these are if you know who All Time Low is. I saw There for Tomorrow and Versa emerge at the map. Yeah. The Mat- yeah, that was an awesome show. And so, oh, that's great. Yeah, and so it was really cool because, I mean, not only, I wanted to just kind of relate that story because I knew the venue you were talking about, but it felt when I heard that song like something that, I don't know, it felt like something that I would hear out of my scene. And that's what really drew me to it from when I was... Um, going to local shows in high school and college because some of like the 
I feel like the pop punk scene and alternative scene kind of dissipated in a, in a weird way around here. So it was just, it was very nice to hear a song like that. Was that a, a track that, um, I feel like it was one of those tracks that either you struggled with for a while or it just came to you naturally. Like, I, I guess, what was the process like for that, for that song and um, how did that come apart for you? Yeah, it came out super quickly. Um, so I started writing the song when uh, the Masquerade announced that they would be moving to a different location. Yeah. Um, and so now they're in underground Atlanta. But so that broke my heart yeah. because, you know, and like you said, like so many people have memories at this building. Yeah. And so I, it was a really important thing for me to write about. Um, and I usually write love songs, and so I thought, why not write kind of a love song to the masquerade and the people who work there and have made me feel so welcome. So I immediately, when I found out that news, I knew that I wanted to write a song called 695 North Avenue, and the first line that I got was just stay true to 695 North Avenue. Yeah. So I think I knocked the song out in like an hour, and I just, I was, I was so emotional about it, and I'm just I love everyone who works there like the security the booking agents everybody and they have really made me feel at home no matter if it was at 695 or at the new space like they care so much about their artists um and for me and so it was really easy to you know get in touch with those feelings and to write a song for them so I'm glad that you have a memory too and that you can relate to it yeah <laughs> I remember um it was, I mean, it was a very cool venue because we, I, in, I grew up in San Jose, um, which is like an hour away from San Francisco. But in terms, like San Francisco has, a, I mean, San Francisco has a lot of venues, but they don't have like San Jose would have these venues that were almost like in the middle of suburban neighborhoods and areas. And while that was right. really cool, and while there was a home environment, like it felt like. Like, the Masquerade wasn't on, from what I remember from it, and again, this was many years ago, like, it was on, it wasn't in, like, the middle of a big city. It was just kind of in its own little corner, in its own little place. And there would be venues that I would see in San Jose that would have that, but there were also a lot of suburban homes around that and a lot of moms that weren't huge on loud music late at night going into... uh, the weekend or even god forbid if there was a tour that came through on a weekday um so it was just i think i one of the things i remember is just that it was very cool to see like a venue functioning where there was a full a full-fledged scene about it and bands that were coming through and it was just it was a little bit at the i think it's it's a little weird now but it got better as time went on but it was cool to get a kind of experience of someone else's world and to kind of see that so i'm i'm grateful for that memory oh yeah and you know they're they're great for touring bands and they're super great for local bands like that's yeah. another thing i love about them is that they they bridge the gap between huge bands and smaller bands and they have given me opportunities to open for so many acts you know, that it really has helped me and my music, you know, expand to a wider audience. So that that's another reason that I love them so much. They really care about everyone. That's fantastic. I mean, have you had, a, so you, I take it you played at the old Masquerade. Did you play it? Have you played at the new one? Oh yeah, I have. Okay, a cool. Lot of time. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, 
what was I gonna? Oh yeah, I'm looking through my notes again. You opened for wow, you opened for state champs and Lake Pacific, yes. and damn, that's awesome. Um, well, I'm curious now because I the last few days have been very interestingly filled with news about like I, I take it you've heard about Warp Tour and you heard about oh, the yeah. news surrounding that. Like, I mean, what was your what was your beginnings in this this kind of music scene with band like you stated all time low you've stated pop punk music like what what do you I guess what were your beginnings within this like genre of music because I feel like this genre is a very special and specific breed of of music fan yeah and I feel like it's a genre that you really get invited to yeah um with friends and so that's how I started I had a friend and he introduced me to all time low. And that was really, like, the first band that brought me into this whole scene. I obviously, like, loved Paramore and Green Day and all of those bands. But, you know, kind of got me into the idea of discovering music for myself. Um, And so I've had the pleasure of having friends um, come in and out of my life who have given me the music that I love. Um, So, and Warp Tour was, I think it was really, like, the first concert I went to in the scene. Yeah. Um, I remember it was Warped Tour 2012, and I had no idea what I was expecting. <laughs> um, but my one, my mission was to see All Time Low, and when I saw All Time Low, it just it made my night. Yeah. So, you know, Warped Tour, it made me really sad to see that announcement because it's gone on for so long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like it's a big tradition for a lot of people. And so, I mean, hopefully they'll have mini reunions or shows or things of that nature, but the tour itself is historic and tradition, so I'm going to be sad to see it go. Yeah, I was, I definitely had a moment yesterday morning, like I couldn't focus on, I, I, I really felt like I couldn't focus on anything, because I had, it, it, I had done part of the tour with one of the bands that headlined um a few years ago and it was only a small stretch of days and it was but even then that was like the best memories i'd ever had and and being so fortunate of to to see like the inner workings of what this scene is and how it works and i i think that fans like yourself and many people I've met it's just like you said it's something you get invited into but when you're invited you're kind of you're in for life and it's like you can't really get away from it right yeah um I'm trying to think uh what I was gonna say next I totally got off on a warp tour tangent there um no I totally understand <laughs> yeah it's just I, I don't know it's just it's been really crazy but um out of the out of the four songs that were on the EP, what would you say uh, was were there any tracks that were maybe a little bit more challenging to write and come up with? And um, I'm always very curious to see how people will overcome like different like so, like writer's block or songwriting obstacles. Like, how did you overcome um, any if you had them, and for which song? Um, luckily. Um, I didn't have any writer's blocks, but that was partially because I got to collaborate with different artists. Um, I think that's really important when you're a musician is to work with other artists and then figure out like what your personal voice is and then how you can connect with other people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what kept all four songs fresh. Um, probably the longest song to write was break with alex crane but that's 
not even that uh, long of a process. I remember um, we were just becoming close friends, and um, we were at my house just sitting in my family room, and he just showed me this melody, and so we just started toying with lyrics back and forth and uh, coming up with different melodies and whatnot um, for, like, the whole night, and then we just finished it, and it was beautiful, and, and we just knew that it had to go somewhere. Um, so luckily, no writer's block this time, but kind of my key advice that I always tell people when people ask me how to get rid of it is to not force creativity, because then it's not going to be genuine. Yeah. You know, I always want to come up with songs that are genuine and they're true to me so then other people can connect with them um so that's always what i tell people just don't don't stress just take a break <laughs> definitely i think the uh, taking a break is extremely important when you do it and i think the other thing that i I often hear that, um, is going off of what you said, it's to not force it, but at the same time, like, um, I'll hear people who, they'll kind of confuse always writing and always writing down material and exercising that muscle with, like, pushing it and forcing it when it's like, I feel like they're almost two different things. So, what, I guess, there's, it's, there's a difference between, um, writing constantly and then taking a break versus, pushing something out there just because you need to get something written because like you said it won't be as genuine right exactly and it's great to continue working that muscle and that's what i do in school too even though i'm writing different kinds of work you know i'm still you know using all of that knowledge and it's helped me a lot with my music as well so yes yeah, so continue working the muscle but at the same time take a chill pill every once in yep. a while <laughs> definitely read like read a book uh watch some tv just kind of phase out for a little bit and then and right. yeah and then like it's it's very similar to um like there, if you're playing guitar and you play, you're trying to play the same riff or trying to learn a solo over and over again, and then you just can't do it. You put the guitar down for a little bit. The next morning, your whatever happens in your brain and within your muscle memory, you'll be able to nail it a little bit, a little bit better, if not completely. Just because you need everybody needs recovery time. It's really important to remember that. Yeah, exactly. No, that's definitely true. Cool. Um, we'll, we're towards the end of this but um i guess the way to close things out um what would what do you hope people take away from listening to tinted glasses the the full ep like if you have a message if you have a feeling that you want people to walk away from it um yeah go for it um i always strive to inspire people with my music um and to inspire people to do what they love um and i always say like um, there's this philosophical quote I would talk about in class, like, would you rather um, succeed at something that you don't like or fail at something that you love? And I'm always like, well, my definition of success is doing what you love no matter what. And so I always want to get that point across. And then also, just as a female musician, um, just for women, like, maintaining your strength, and especially in these times and in all of the news and allegations we've seen just stay strong and and be creative and be yourself and and find people that are wonderful friends and who connect with you in the same ways um and yeah but just do what you love and and you know continue continue living and working hard 
Absolutely. And um, the last question I have, and I use this question as a way to close out any interview I do with a musician. So as a warning, it's extremely broad. Um, but what does music mean to you? Uh, music means everything. I live it. I breathe it. Um, like I said, Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> one of the first songs I sang on my karaoke machine. So it is what gets me through every day. And I don't know where I would be without it. That was beautifully said. And then lastly, where can people go and find you online and uh, and pick up the EP, uh, follow you for more information on music and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my username on pretty much everything is Mags, R-O-C-K-I-N-M-A-G-S, and it's all under my name, Maggie Schneider. Um, I have music already on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere, um, and more music is coming soon, so I'm very excited to share it. Maggie, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. It's always lovely to meet another fan and musician within this scene, and I am excited to hear more from the EP and to hear more music you got coming in the future. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Well, um, we'll get this up. This should hopefully be up within the next week, so I'll send it over when it's ready to go. Perfect. Thank you so much. No worries. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. You. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening, guys. Uh, we should be back again next week with some brand new episodes. We're um, I'm going to be recording a crap ton of these, so I'm really excited to get these up. Uh, Maggie's EP, just as a reminder, is going to be out on uh, January 12, 2018. It's titled Tinted Glasses, and you can find out more information by visiting her website at rockinmags.com, R-O-C-K-I-N-M-A-G-S.com. Once again, this episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. To get a free five-day home try-on, visit warbyparkertrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, warbyparkertrial.com slash shameless promo.